raise your hand. <laughs> I think the proof's in the pudding. <laughs> if you're here today, that you're, you came to hear him, probably. <laughs> and surprise. <laughs> um, so I have Sunday go to meet and flip-flops. I'll leave them there, yeah. So, surrender, what a tough topic. Isn't it what you want to hear when you're going through something? Oh, surrender, honey, surrender. You know, and internally you're giving it the little, <laughs> like, no, no, don't talk to me about surrender. You don't know the pain I'm in. Nobody knows the troubles we see. So surrender, I mean, if there's a master's level of transformation, then it's certainly surrender, as demonstrated here. In that beautiful lyric and music and the power that exists from the surrender. So let's have an experience of surrender instead of talking about it. Would that be okay? So some of you have told me, I got to work with the, your board and staff and key leaders Friday night. Three hours they committed after a very long day and a very long week to letting me torment them for three hours. <laughs> then yesterday for seven hours, 30, 32 people in here that thought they would have preferred to be hiking. <laughs> and they were excavating instead. And some of the feedback, it's like, um, I don't have the book anymore. I signed up for the programs, but then I got man through the book out the window as I drove <laughs> down the road. It's too hard, it's too hard, it's too hard. How can I surrender what'll happen if I do? So what do you fear would happen if you surrender? What's the worst that could happen if you surrender? The fear is an irrational one. What's happened before in your life when you were able to surrender? What did you experience in the past when you were able to surrender? What did you experience? Say it out loud. Grace. Freedom. Guidance. Clarity. Healing, strength, options, peace, fear. What was on the other side of the fear? Joy. Yeah, worth the trip? Yeah, so it will free us after we're frightened. And it's like in that fear, we'll live stuck in that fear if we don't 
keep moving. One more baby step. One more late night. One more I can't sleep. One more I'm falling here. One more reaching out. One more reaching out. One more prayer. One more surrender. So it sounds like from you then, this came directly from you, that surrender is worthwhile. Helpful, liberating, joyous, gives us options. Shook the fear, loosened the fear. So think of one place in your life right now, just one, that you could surrender to. That you could offer some grace to another person, to a situation, to a fear, to a feeling. One, one little place in your life that you could surrender to, that you could offer grace outwardly to something or somebody. What would it be? And what would it do for you to offer that grace? It's not for their sake. It's for your sake. What would it do for you to offer that grace? Get a sense of it in your body. You actually shed that. How would it feel? And now pick one place that you could offer grace to yourself. That you could take you off the hook for something. What would that be? How would that be? How would you be different? With just that much surrender. Answer that out loud. How would that be? Who would you be? I love those exhales. I live for them. Answer it out loud. Softer. More expanded. Spacious. Relieved. Released. Freer. Potentialized. Realized. So no more waiting, folks. Today's the day. No more theory about surrender. As we apply this, as we receive this, and then as we practice this, 
And it's very exciting that you're in small groups where you get a chance to witness this, to continue your practice, your spiritual practice of this, and the transformation that's possible as you apply this spiritual practice and as you get to be witnessed with others. So if you threw your book out the window, get you another one. <laughs> Surrender. If you're not in the fall programs, get the book. You can do the work yourself. And if you're in your groups, stay the course. Stay the course for what's on the other side, for what's across that bridge. Be supported in this. I definitely would not have, it would take a few more years of learning to surrender before I would be capable of dropping my spiritual self-concepts. A few more years of surrender will be necessary for me to drop my spiritual concepts. See, we've made up what's spiritual and then believed what we made up. Loco. <laughs> when I had surrendered just enough, just enough, to where the flow of life was no longer something I chose to give into, then the flow I realized had taken over my life. Eckhart Tolle says it as, you don't have a life. Life has you. So you can be really irritated about that all the way to your grave or surrender to it and watch the show. One is painful, one is more peaceful. To let it have you, it does anyway. We won't even get to vote. Surrender feels as though a veil has been lifted from between my consciousness and that which is beyond me. Surrender lifts the veil that exists between this smaller self and what is beyond me, what has me. Surrender permanently opened my heart chakra. This experiment with surrender was stealing the life I thought I had. Would that be all right with you if you lost the life you think you have? So let's get real with it. So if you somebody offends you, where's the problem? The people from yesterday are going, you're quick. So now imagine someone's offended you. They didn't call
call you back. They were rude, didn't invite you to their party. Oh, the worst, they talked about you. And the offense that we take, what's the consequences of taking that offense in your life? What are the consequences to your life of taking offense to anything? Misery. Suffering. Tired of living. Exhaustion. Separation. Isolation. Despair. Depression. All addictions are founded in this. Of taking offense. Feeling lonely. Separate. Apart. So, if you could no longer take offense, just imagine. Don't let me take your hell from you this early. <laughs> if you could no longer be offended, if it had left you, just, it has left you, it, you just have no access to being offended anymore, what would that be like? More peaceful, <laughs> calmer, easier. Now, us, we people in unity, <laughs> say it again. Yeah, well, test it out. <laughs> test it out to see. And she's got a point because we're very addicted to being offended. We get adrenaline off being offended. We get righteous indignation and a lot of charge off being offended and attention. So it gets us quite a bit. It's just hell and we're the last to know <laughs> because of, a, of an idea like that, oh, it'll be boring or I'll flatline if I'm not offended. If you couldn't be offended anymore, what would you talk about? It's the darndest thing. That's what, that's what we talk about. You know, I say that when I die, this will be the tombstone. Here lies Martha. She had issues. Here lies Martha. She had dramas. Here lies Martha. She had complaints. What do you want your tombstone to say? Like what happened to your spirit? As you even considered that's maybe what your tombstone would say. What happened to your spirit? Oh, sad. Sad, heavy. Like I don't want that written on my headstone. So what if then it said instead of that, instead of dramas, Martha had dreams then we could talk about those. Instead of issues, ideas, innovation, what's possible, what can be done. Instead of complaints, contributions. Contribution, how can I make a contribution here, which is the message of the week and where you are in section three about stepping into service, into, into stewardship and loosening this mentality of what's in it for me. What if I am, how am I going to contribute? And you all are already cooking on all four burners. 
What else can you do? Something. Something. There's still something else you can do. Even those of you that are doing so much in service, in stewardship, in honor of the one, in the name of the Christ within you. What else can we do? Where else could I serve? Where else could I be in service? And not for them, but for me. As a fulfillment of your own integrity. The integrity of your own life that is impulsing you to continue to innovate, to contribute, to serve in some way. So this is a quote here from Ken Keyes. Do we have them that they, that they can see them? Do you know is anything up? More suffering. Well, let's start with this one. This is from, the, from your work this week. Go, we'll start with that one. Uh -huh. This is from the scriptures. Above all, maintain constant love for one another. It's like hopeless. Who can do that? Who can maintain constant love? Even for the knuckleheads we're married to. I mean, <laughs> nobody can do it. So where's the hope in this? Above all, maintain constant love for one another and increase it. Just accept that we can't always do it, but I can go in that direction. I can't always do that. I'm not there yet. If I could maintain constant love for everybody, I'd have sinned this afternoon. You could all watch it. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're just human beings doing what human beings do. So in the spirit, we're whole and perfect and complete. And back here at the ranch, we don't love everybody. We don't even like everybody. <laughs> so it's like work to go in that direction. So it's not a destination. We don't just arrive somewhere and check it off. Then you'll quit pretending you love everybody. Welcome to unity. We love everybody. It's like, no, welcome to unity. We love you sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. We love you when things are going our way. We love you when you agree with us. When you disagree, it's a different story. For love covers a multitude of sins. Sins being, of course, that where we leave our integrity, we miss the mark. So it's the opposite of we're not punished for the sin. We're punished by the sin. The sin informs us, like, hey, wrong turn. Hey, you, like a GPS, a God position system. It says, hey, turn around. Hey, make a legal U-turn. Recalculating. You've turned, you've turned off. You've left yourself. You've left your integrity. So sin is an informant to bring us back into our own integrity. Be hospitable to one another. Oh, who can do it? Without complaining. Who can do it? Raise your hand. You may ascend. We'll film in. 
we go in that direction to be more hospitable, to do less complaining. It's actually a challenge, like to work on that. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, we are the stewards of the manifested manifold grace of God. Who's going to do it if we don't? So we are the stewards of that, the only grace that can be offered by me to offer grace to others and to myself, to serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. So you do not have the gifts of Scott. You don't have the gifts of me. You don't have the gifts of her, of her, of him. You have the perfect gifts for you. So you could be in misery wanting their gifts or draw forth your own and then use your gifts as exactly as you've been appointed, assigned, so to speak. Can we go to the next quote? From Charles and Cora Fillmore, teach us to pray. Much is heard about giving ourselves to service in the world, but how important is the self that we are offering in that service? If we have found our real self, when we have found our real self, only when we know our real self, the offer will be worthwhile. It won't feel so much like work. But if we are offering personality alone, we shall never, ever set the world afire. So personalities don't love, personalities want something. So when the service is coming from the personality, you'll be seeking love, approval, appreciation, recognition, acknowledgement. Did they notice? Which will exhaust you. So it's not the service that's exhausting us, it's not the work that's exhausting us, it's the seeking something outside of ourself that is impossible to get. And then thinking the work tired us. Next slide. Being spiritual has nothing to do with what you believe and everything to do with your state of consciousness. Look at someone and tell them that. Look over at someone and tell them. Being spiritual has nothing to do with what you believe. Being spiritual has nothing to do with what you believe. Being spiritual has everything to do with your state of consciousness. This is good news. So this work, the work I'll be doing this afternoon here, um, so if you can come back, do that. And if not, text somebody who has suffered just enough. <laughs> so be sure not to come if you've not suffered enough. Because <laughs> this work is about finishing off that. Like letting that person, some of that personality go. Um, to, to, to loosen our BS. Our belief systems. <laughs> the next slide. So I love you instead of reading this to maybe close your eyes. 
and experience this. It'll be available to you. This is from a book called When Things Fall Apart, Pema Children. Things falling apart is a kind of testing. And things falling apart is also a kind of healing. Both ends. We think that the point is to pass the test. Or we think the point is to overcome a problem. But the truth is that things don't ever, ever, ever really get solved. Things come together and they fall apart. They come together again and they fall apart again. That's the way of it. It's just like that. Our healing, your healing, my healing, the healing, the healing, the healing comes from letting there be room for all of it. Our healing comes, the healing comes, for letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief, room for relief, room for misery, room for joy. When things fall apart. Would you repeat this prayer? I am the flow of life. I don't always recognize it. And sometimes I resist it. I know that I can always choose to be the flow. Therefore, experience more joy, peace, and freedom. I can always choose again. As I give in loving service to others, I'm better able to see life flowing. I see life flowing in grace-filled ways. And I experience the sense of oneness. Thank you, God, for the gift of life. And so it is. Big deep breath. One way hurts. One way hurts less. You've reached enlightenment this morning. To know the difference. What hurts? 
what hurt less. Choose again. Pain or peace? You hold the key. If I could free you, you would already be free. I'll free this one. You free that one. And then live it out in the world. Past the theory of surrender. And we create the world. We sing and pray and claim we want to be in every Sunday. It becomes more than a possibility. I love you and can't help it. I know you love me too, and some of you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> so hang around, and um, if I can ever support you, ever, ever, ever support you in your path, you're welcome to it. And there's these little MP3 things here that somebody will put out there on a table, and this is of Martha Creek talk, 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 Talk talking. So 12 talks in various Unity churches around the nation. And I'd love you to have one. So just take it out there. And then if you have it, I'm asking you to be a co-inspirator with me. It's the opposite of copyrighted. Duplicate it. Use it. Give it away. And join me in the mission to get our message out into the world to reach people that would never come into this building, that would never come to a center that is, is done with that, they think. So help get our message out into the world. Use it any way you can, and they'll be out there on the table. And if you want to uh, leave a donation for it, you can. I take those donations, go have more printed, take them to the next place. That's how that works. So you're welcome to that. And God bless you as you continue to surrender and serve yourself and the one who has you. Bless you.